Peace of Christ be with you. As we settle into this place, I invite you to slow down and to take a couple of deep breaths that your awareness might open up and recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit in, with, and among us right here and right now. Friends, let us worship in beloved community. Standing or sitting, let us join together in the call to worship. What is God calling us to do? God is calling us to be stewards of love. What is God calling us to do? God is calling us to make You may be seated. Welcome to worship here at Westminster. We're thrilled you're here, whether you're a first-time visitor or you're a long-time member. Maybe you're back after a while away during the pandemic. We hope that you feel comfortable here and uh, welcome in this place. Hope you stick around afterwards, either for one of the educational offerings or to just mingle in the garden and meet some new folks. If you've been here a while, I encourage you to look around and find someone you don't recognize that you can introduce yourself to them after worship. We really want to have your information so we can stay connected with you. So if you're not on our lists, if you've never given us your contact information before, you can do that in a couple of ways. Either just write it in by hand on the back of the bulletin or you can scan that QR code and uh, send a message that will actually go right to the pastors. And that will just help us uh, inform you of what's happening in the church and connect you more deeply to this community of faith. 
Let's join now with one voice offering prayer together with the community prayer. Let's pray. Loving God, we recognize that there are people who might not see eye to eye with us. We also recognize that our differences can tear us apart. Help us become better stewards of your love. Help us to demonstrate our faith and values to others. For it is up to us to make the world a better place. And our prayers continue in quiet. may not always be so easy to see, hear the good news of the gospel. In Christ, there is a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. Know that we've been forgiven. Know that we have been set free and be at peace. Amen. We move into a time of joys and concerns where one of the ways we build up the community is share what's going on in our lives Given the events of the past week, we'll do something a little bit different today. We'll do some sharing now, knowing that our children are in the room. Most things we share, we share intergenerationally, but there may be some things we would prefer not to share intergenerationally today. So after they go on from the time of discovery, we'll have another little time of joys and concerns to do some sharing of some things that we might prefer to reserve for then, if you're catching my drift. So, if you have something you'd like to share with the whole community, though, I invite you to raise your hand and speak up when I call on you. Please, Karen. Yeah, thank you, Karen. If you're going on the Tahoe pilgrimage and you're here, you want to just stand up real quick? I don't know how many folks are here. We have, uh, oh, it's a nice crowd. We have, uh, thank you, we have 26 all in all who signed up. We had a couple of dropouts. We actually have one open room. If somebody wants to pack quickly, leave tomorrow. Um, but we're, we're going there to reconnect with the sacredness of the human soul, of the land, and of the spirit itself. And uh, on, on the one hand, it feels like a funny time to be doing something like that. But on the other hand, it's the perfect time to be doing something like that. We need grounded adults in this world. Mary. Mary shares celebration from a wonderful time several weeks back in New York with family, but also just celebrating the beauty of the springtime there. And we're glad to have you back. I'm glad you had a wonderful time. Uh, my mom's here, so a special welcome to her. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to clap for her. I just, just a wave is good enough. But uh, anyway, it's great to have her here. She, 
uh, came to visit, but also to, she's going to stay with Liam while Sherry and I are both going on the pilgrimage together. That's Liam. Yeah, you can clap for him if you want. Um, and another, uh, not a guest at all, but a guest to the pulpit that I'm thrilled to have, Nicholas Hansen, who is an elder at this congregation. Um, he also happens to be young, but uh, he's not preaching because he's young. He's preaching because he's called to preach. So I assure you, um, you're in for a good word today. But we're really glad to have you here and, uh, and glad to have his dad back home. He's, he's already made the transition to Baltimore, but he happens to be here this weekend, and he gets to see his son preach. That's pretty cool. So. What else from the congregation? Kyle. Now that is a joy indeed. Tuesday, uh, getting a new puppy. We're going to Vegas for that. That's terrific. And only for that. Michael. Thank you, Michael. Michael, Jennifer, and Barbara played for a group called Bread and Roses, do a lot of charitable work, and they played for the food bank, and he's sharing just celebration of that and, a, and kind of an awe of the operation there and appreciating the generosity of so many. I saw a hand in the back. Barb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Barb. So Barb's been enjoying time with her daughter. He's here doing some, some research on Angel Island and her grandson, five-year-old Sam, with her. But he had quite a spill and hit his head and was hospitalized overnight. And we're glad to hear he's doing okay. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend, and I think this year we've been reminded again in a new way of the horrors of war. And so we will certainly spend some moments in prayer um, lifting up the measure of that loss. Perhaps you've been touched personally or your family or you know those who have um, been touched by war. And so we certainly open ourselves to more than barbecues and days off on a weekend like this. Saw so a hand, was it Betty? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Betty lifts up uh, Stan, a, a friend who's had some health trouble, kind of a mystery illness, and we all know how scary that can be, so we hold him in prayer. Let's come together in prayer.
We do, oh God, carry so much. Some which we've spoken, some which we've reserved for the quiet of our hearts. We ache with particular pain this weekend. For losses felt. Feelings of helplessness. Pray that you would bind us to one another in your Holy Spirit. Guide us in your wisdom and way and strengthen us for what's before us. That we might do your work in love. And we pray these things in the name of Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. As this day our daily bread, give us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Amen. Invite the children forward. Boy, is it nice to see you today. Yeah. I like your ribbon. Well, you all have a, a really neat story, kind of an amazing story you're going to be talking about in Sacred Stories today. And usually when you come up here, we tell part of that story and we kind of leave it hanging to keep you from not making it to Sunday school. <laughs> Give you a little incentive to get there and figure out what happens. But this is a story that's, a, it's kind of too hard to tell just part of it without giving it all away. So I'm not going to tell you any of it. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you either. So you'll have to ask them what, what they talked about. Instead, I want to talk a little bit about what some of the adults are doing this week and give you an assignment. Maybe you can do a little bit of that too. And maybe you could ask them when they get back what they found out. If you were listening earlier, uh, somebody shared about a bunch of us that are going to go up to Lake Tahoe this week, and we're going to do something that's kind of interesting. It's, it's not all that different from what you do. It's not all that different from what Jesus' earliest disciples did. We went looking for God. Yeah, huh? <laughs> that's the right answer. That's the right response to that. We're going to go see if we can find God, among other things. We're going to look in the trees and out in nature. We're going to pray together and see if somehow God shows up when we pray. We're going to sing together. We're going to spend time with one another and see if we can recognize the Holy Spirit, which factors into your story today, hint, hint. See if we can find the Spirit so that when we go through our daily lives, we can be good, caring, responsible adults that help make the world a better place. And you don't have to go away to do that. Sometimes it helps to do that. So this week, while some of us are away, I hope that some of you can look around and see where you might find signs of God. And maybe at dinner each night with your family, you can talk about, hey, where did we see signs of God this week? And then when we come back, maybe the adults will do some sharing sometime and you can see if we found God. Wouldn't that be neat? Let's say a prayer. Dear God, thank you for these precious children. Help us to keep them safe and to care for them and show them the love of Jesus. Amen. Grayson, are you teaching this? Will you come on down? So Grayson, when he comes down, will lead you. If any of you are new here, any new parents, and you need help finding where they are, or just uh, through the hallway in the next building, we have maps, and we can make sure you get connected with them after the service. So. Go now in peace. Go now in peace. May the love of God surround you everywhere, everywhere you may go. Now, as promised, I want to give us just a little bit of time to touch in after this week. Let me get untangled here. I held it together till 
the first day of school after the shooting, when I dropped off my third grader at school. A couple of years ago, they replaced the, the shades and the, the, they tinted the windows from about 10 feet down. I think the kids think it's to keep the sun out, but it's so shooters can't see in. They practice drills where they tell them, well, if a deer comes on campus and you need to be safe, where will you hide? So they huddle in corners and under desks. Been a hard week. There'll be a vigil on Tuesday night uh, here, co-sponsored by this congregation as well as the Marine Interfaith Council. And the emphasis will, of course, be on prayer and grief, lament, anger, fear, all, all the things that stir in times of this. But we've been promised there'll also be some really tangible steps of action you can take. I have to admit this week, my colleagues, it felt like we're racing to churn out congregational letters to say something to their congregations, and I didn't have anything to say. And my job is to pray and to help you all pray, but prayer has become such an excuse for not doing anything that I just, sorry, I just couldn't string the words together. So in a moment, I want to have, you can have a chance to say a couple of things too. You shouldn't just hear me. But I do hope you pray. I hope we all pray, stay grounded in the depth of our faith. But it seems to me just as important part of our Christian duty is to tell people who are in charge this is not acceptable. We will not tolerate a society like this. It's not good enough. It doesn't happen everywhere like it happens here. And actually, while I know it feels like this is the most intractable issue in our culture, there's an opportunity because if people in all the, both the, all the major political parties say, we won't accept it anymore, there's real possibility in that. If all of our leaders know that none of us will accept this, and there'll be consequences for people who don't make meaningful change, then maybe, just maybe. So I ask you not just to pray for healing and comfort, but Pray for your way to engage in that meaningful change together. Won't be easy, won't be agreement, but we can refuse to accept it. And we must refuse to accept it. That's part of what it means to be a Christian, a disciple of Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Who's, I had a friend who did a writing, and the conclusion said, when Jesus said, let the little children come unto me, this is not what, she, what he meant. Anything you want to share? knowing it's tender and we want to be sensitive to people around us and hard to get the words out. It's your, your congregation. You can share. Anything you want to say? Yeah, Lee. I'll also say, to piggyback on that, churches have been promised gun locks 
anybody owns a firearm and they don't have it locked, we will give you a lock for free. Anyone else need to say anything? Chris? Chris gives voice to what I'm sure, if you couldn't hear, many are feeling. Just just real anger, just right beneath the surface. You don't know Chris's history. He was one of the physicians uh, at the Columbine tragedy. So he's seen this before. Um, yeah. Others? Oh, thank you. Yeah, Britt. Yeah, I was reminded. Yeah. yeah, I was reminded this week too. Yeah, it's it's so far. It's, it's always, but it's almost always young men. Something's going on. Yeah, I saw a hand back here. I thought Malia works in a school. God love you for that. Malia is a teacher, if you didn't know that. And our hearts go out to all the teachers right now, but she reminds us of all the sacrifices teachers, I mean children made for COVID, for our sake, to protect their adults and might return the favor. Let's, let's have a moment of prayer. God, we could go on all day. And I treasure a congregation that can hold the feelings of its members where we can trust one another to be vulnerable and open. 
that we might work toward a greater unity, a greater healing, a greater transformation of the world in which we find ourselves. So help us to channel our feelings into making the many kinds of changes, the different kinds of changes we need to make to be a place where everyone can sit under their own vine and fig tree where no one should make them afraid. And now bless us as we move into a time of hearing your word ancient and your word anew. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel according to Luke. Listen for how the Spirit speaks to you through these words. Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. This is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. The second reading is also from the gospel. This is when Jesus is praying to his disciples for the last time. Ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one, as we are one. I in them, and you in me, so that they may, be so that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me, and have loved them, as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me, where I am, to see my glory, which you have given me because you love me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. Jesus prays, the world does not know you, but I know you. You have sent me. We all know that Jesus was specifically sent 
by God. Now, is it possible for us Christians, too, to be, quote-unquote, sent by God as well? Maybe, maybe perhaps sent is the wrong word. Maybe we're rather called by God. We're called by God to reflect our values as Christians, to make the world a better place. Maybe we're all getting this hypothetical phone call by God, just a little less obvious than the familiar vibration in our pockets. And just like a phone call, it could be at any random time. A couple of months ago, I posted on Instagram a picture of me rowing along with the caption, God is with me. A harmless statement, more for my own good other than for the good of others. The next day, one of my teammates asked me in a mocking tone, is God really with you? I simply responded, yes, politely, and that was that. At this point, I asked this question of myself. How do my actions towards others reflect my values as a follower of God? In other words, how am I called to be a better steward of God? I could have easily treated this teammate differently and responded angrily, but really that wouldn't have helped anyone. Since then, I've emphasized my values to all of my teammates by supporting them and motivating them, even if those people are different from me and my values. We're often humbled by the story of the Good Samaritan, the person who went out of their way to help someone, even though all others passed by. One of the uh, most important parts of the story is that the Samaritans were enemies of the Jews. For one of your enemies to go out of their way just to help you because you were hurt is really powerful. There's something about going out of your way to help others that speaks to God's calling of us to reflect, Je to reflect Jesus' teachings. And let's not forget that the people who passed the hurt man were of his own tradition. A couple of weeks ago, I saw a video of a group of Ukrainians feeding a surrendered Russian soldier. They even let him call his mother to tell her that he was safe. It must be really hard for those who were helping the soldier. You, you've lived through this bloody war. You've possibly experienced some loss in some way. And all of a sudden, you see one of the people who was part of this destruction, your enemy. He's tired, scared, hungry, probably hadn't seen his family since the war started. And you help him. A good Samaritan, rather a group of Samaritans, helping the person who may have inflicted pain on you. It must be really, really hard to do that. It must be hard to look through all the war, all the sacrifice, and just see the soldier as a person. These Ukrainians should be an example that all of us should learn from and live by. In 2016, I was told the story of a man named Eko Abdulrahman, who was living in Iraq and was worried about the ISIS militants in the area. He bought himself an armored car, a bulletproof BMW, one, because uh, who wouldn't want a bulletproof BMW? <laughs> and two, most importantly, to protect himself. Sure enough, on October 21st, 2016, ISIS snipers attacked his, his city and uh, targeted civilians. Casualties were left stranded in the streets, pinned down by sniper fire, un and unable to be helped. Abdulman couldn't just stand by and watch. He drove his bulletproof car through the streets, picked up the wounded, and then drove them to safety. He drove his bulletproof, uh, he picked up the wounded, drove them to safety, made multiple trips, 
and picked up all people of all religions and ethnicities, Sunni, Shiite, Kurds, Turkmen, Christians, as bullets bounced off his car. In the end, he saved over 70 people. Abdulman said this, I told myself, this is the right time to help. This is the right moment to do it. I'm a fighter, and I have a bulletproof car. Shame on me if I can't help. He felt it was his moral responsibility. Why are we caught in the moment? We're, we're too busy sometimes, or so we claim. We get consumed by money, jobs, that dream car, that dream house. Busy with sports, schoolwork, phones, social media, the news. It's easy to get lost in all of these distractions. But ask yourself this. If everyone in the world saw our differences, however small or large they might be, and only to find their actions based on these differences, where would we be? God calls us across boundaries. We might not see eye to eye on certain issues, but that doesn't mean we can lack all decency. Shouldn't our actions and words towards others dictate our faith and values? God calls us in the moment, and just like that random phone call in the middle of the day, God calls us in the moment to be better stewards of love, better stewards of Jesus' teachings. I invite you today, when you leave this place, to just pause. Just, just pause and observe. Look around and see if you can make the world a better place for one person. God's calling.
Amen. You may be seated. Quite a number of announcements to share today as we move into talk about the life of the belo this beloved community. As always, check your bulletin. Make sure you're on our mailing list for the e-news. If you're not getting that and you've checked your spam box, let the office know. That's the best way to stay up to date on what's happening in the church. A few to highlight. It's the first Sunday of the month, next Sunday, so as we come to get what we need at the communion table, we ask you to bring something that others need, namely diapers. We collect diapers uh, all the time, actually, but we try to highlight it the first Sunday of the month, so I encourage you to bring some. Um, it just so happens it was already scheduled. June 4th, there'll be a march across the Golden Gate Bridge around gun violence awareness and prevention. There are uh, more details on that, a meeting at 11.30 at the Visitor Plaza uh, by the bridge. If you need to know more, let us know. You can also find that. It's pretty readily available online. Uh, Jerry and Carol Gunn have been faithfully collecting lunches for the Marin City Senior Center every Tuesday from 10 to 11. And as we're heading toward summer, some folks have been drifting away, as happens. And so we could use another boost in those. So if you need to know any more about what that is, it's pretty simple, but you just pack some bag lunches. Some people pack one or two. Some people pack 10 or 20. You bring them to the parking lot, and they bring them down to the senior center. It's really a community center, and that feeds people in direct need. So I encourage you to do that if you can. It's a fun family activity as well. I already mentioned the vigil this Tuesday from 7 to 8 here, a uh, vigil of prayer and action. I've also asked the Outreach Commission to consider additional opportunities for engagement for the congregation. So they have a big planning retreat coming up, and they may well address that then. So stay tuned for further opportunities. And if you have a heart to engage on that and want to chip in in, in a leadership way, let, let me know or let Suzanne Mellon know, Chair of Outreach. They could always use your help not just your ideas, but rolling up your sleeves, your leadership and help as well. June 5th is also the church picnic, a really fun time. We haven't had a picnic in a few years now because of the pandemic, so how great it will be to be together uh, at the park next Sunday. It's especially nice because we're going to have a special invitation to all the new members who joined during the pandemic and didn't get proper receptions to be there so that you can meet them and introduce yourself to them and welcome them to the life of this wonderful congregation. So I really hope you make it a point to be there and lots of thanks for Congregational Life for putting that on. It's, it's a big effort, but it's a fun time. It's well worth it. Uh, finally, I'll be teaching at 11.30 today uh, a conversation, a class on abortion, uh, keeping it light this week as we have all morning. But we've got to discuss hard things, right? And uh, my experience is many people know exactly where they stand on the issue, which is just fine. But often, uh, we don't know how to engage it theologically. And so as much as anything, it may give you some tools to talk about this matter and to think about it from a theological perspective. So that's the, what we'll be doing there, is going through some biblical passages that have informed people and some other theological notions. So that's upstairs, rooms 201 and 202, We've been affectionately calling the upper room, just the, uh, the room in the right side of the hallway there. So I um, invite you to be there at 1130. Go and meet some folks and have some refreshments and then join us there for about an hour for that conversation. Uh, that's a lot, I know, uh, but thank you for your attention during that. Let's draw our worship now to a close, joining together in our voices with our closing hymn number 686. 
And now as you go from this place, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God who is Father and Mother of us all, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, may it go with you this day and every day. Amen. Thank you.